Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions. A proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, the question is, are we or are we not in a recession? We've had economists. Who did we just upset, by the way? We already upset somebody. uh, That might be our new personal best. (laughs) Say (laughs) that again. We just offended some people of like, are you serious? We're not in a recession? Yeah, I know. It it, it is comical, Brad. I mean, because again, there's a textbook definition, and I understand jobs reports and yada, 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 but- uh, recession is recession, and we did have two consecutive quarters. And again, jobs numbers, I think, can be made to be what they need to be. I now I've lived in data worlds before, and I have I have a friend who I love this statement: the numbers will confess to anything if you torture them long enough. There you go. And that's where we're at, I think, with this whole thing. So let's talk about spin doctors. <laughs> so let's talk about recession, not recession. Where are we at? Where are we headed? Because that's what people ultimately want to know. You know, look, we try not to gloat around here, at least publicly, right? Bruce, too much. <laughs> um, hey, sometimes you have to pat yourself on the back. Come on. Yeah. Might pull a shoulder blade out on this one. Um, <laughs> no, that will mess up your golf game. Don't do that. Yeah, no, yeah, the the glorious golf game that I mm-hmm, had, mm-hmm. for sure. What I mean by that <laughs> is, if you've been listening to us for a while now, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is is what we've been talking about. You might remember Bruce, the show that we did several months ago, where we, you know, there was you know, four or five, six months ago, whatever it was, earlier in 2022, right where the, the prospects of recession, the chatter had started. Right? Yes. The inflation started, recession chatter had started. And one of the things we tried to tell people, if you remember, was that there's various degrees of this whole recession thing. And remember, we talked about that whole episode on the PTSD that people have from 2008's recession. 100%. So as the word recession is getting thrown out there, right, and we talked about Chicken Little and the sky falling of like, oh my gosh, it's a recession. And we've said, look, like if you go back to 1948, I, I apologize, I don't have all these numbers on me now, but it was something like 26 times markets had done what they've done. But of all those times, there was like 2008 and 1929, right? And all the other recessions are were, were not the same. No, exactly. And so if you start with the actual definition of a recession, it is technically two quarters in a row of negative GDP. Well, the first quarter of 2022's GDP fell by 1.6%. And the second quarter, which was announced somewhat recently, fell by 0.9%. So at that definition, right, that meets it technically in a recession. But nobody should feel, and I, don't, and I shouldn't say that, everybody's got different lives and different things happening, but broadly the economy doesn't have a feel, obviously, like we were in 2008, right? Oh, yeah. Well, but think about that, Brad. 2008, it feels like A, an eternity ago because we've come through COVID, but B, people got, they, they wiped 2008 out of their mind because we had like what 12 13 years of just hey everything's great we're booming (laughs) yeah yeah you know very true also 
so that's one thing to keep in mind, right? Is is the reason we started this title, like, are we really in a recession? Is right. because there's this technical definition, right? Which technically we met, but it's there's so many various degrees of this that this one is a little bit more subjective and we're kind of like in the eye of a storm, right? Like if you're in the eye of the storm and you look up, it's nothing but calm, right? right? Like right. in that moment, mm -hmm. even though there's a storm going on around you. So as we sit here today, we're in kind of this weird period where these numbers are coming out of like, oh, okay, I guess we technically did meet a little bit of that. Oh, I guess the numbers kind of show. But at the same time, look at the employment that we have in this country. And typically recessions don't come with full employment, right? Like at all. <laughs> and you know, look, I've owned a business here for a long time. I've been in charge of hiring. I've got lots of friends who own businesses. I also just read national news, you know, all the time. Ask any business out there, big or small, how hard it is to find people right now. It's Brutal. really, really hard. Well, in fact, you go sometimes you'll go to a restaurant and the sign will say, uh, we've had to close for the evening because we don't have enough help. I'm, I'm sure your flights have been delayed if you're yes. listening to me right now, yes. right? And the list goes on and on and on. So I mean, from what I just saw in the last report, we have twice the number of job openings as unemployed people right mm -hmm. now. So now you've got employers who can't even lay off workers as easily as they otherwise would. And you have to pay a lot more for the good ones, right, in order to be competitive. Now, you'll also read other articles. I know one that you shared with me, Bruce, right, where some people question some of those numbers, right, suggesting right. how many people have multiple jobs exactly. and not the there right are, jobs. The, it's the highest number in since, I can't remember, 2013, that multi people have multiple jobs. So they count twice. It's not one person, uh, or it's one person doing two to three jobs. Exactly. Now, the other thing that typically comes up with a recession, by the way, is lower demand from consumers and lower earnings from companies. That ain't happening right <laughs> no, now. No, consumers still are the demand, acting like right, they is, just, oh my gosh, it's off the charts. That's clearly not gone down. Now, earnings from companies aren't as good right now in this like latest quarter as they were you know in previous complete boom years but they're not going down by anywhere near a rate that you would normally see in a recession so again i kind of made the joke at the very very top of the show of like hey we probably upset some people right <laughs> like there's some people that are like are you serious how are we not in a recession yeah believe it or not it's subjective enough right now it really is now the whole goal is we continue to have this soft landing and the soft landing essentially means we fight inflation we still jack up interest rates which should slow down some demand from consumers, right? We've seen already slowing down in housing, which we talked about on the show, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and things like that. But ideally, it doesn't slow things down to such a point where all of a sudden you do have much higher unemployment and you do have much lower earnings from corporations, right? And so, so far, you know, a lot of the horrific stuff that we face at the start of this has plateaued or come down a little bit. It's not to suggest things can't revert in some way, shape or form. I'm right. not trying to demean that. And again, on an individual level, like some people here may have lost their jobs. You know, some people here may be experiencing more rapid, or excuse me, rampant inflation, whether that be their rents going up or other things is putting a strain on your life. So right. in any one situation, we don't want to demean that. But on a global or no, I shouldn't say global on a national kind of a concept here, right? It's important to point this stuff out because we're going to talk in a second about what we've been telling you also this year when it comes to the market. So just really quickly, though, a lot has been going on, right? We just spent a couple minutes summarizing it. But, you know, I just got off doing a review with one of my clients. that's like, hey, Brad, inflation's up. Markets are down. I just retired. It's scary. It's really, really scary. And at the end of the review, all I got was like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better now. Mm, which is what you There's wanted. Yeah. so many things that we covered that to me is just kind of what we do all the time and I don't worry about it, but I forget that she doesn't remember everything I said, you know, on, by the time we did the last review several months ago. Oh yeah. No question. She, you know, 
she doesn't remember that we had a plan that's built in for what happens with inflation and she's still okay. We should, we have a plan for why we're pulling money out from certain areas that aren't affected by markets and other areas are doing just fine, right? Hey, like, we're all human though. I mean, because again, sometimes you just get brain lock. You just do. And so that's what I want to stress to you is, look, if you have never had a retirement plan built and an investment plan built, you know, my gosh, come see us right away. If you haven't had one in a while, trust me, you need to be reminded even more than you need to be taught a lot of times. And you're going to feel better. Not only are you going to have some actionable financial solutions here, which is the obvious part of what we're trying to do, but I promise you, you'll feel better about what's going on in the world around us. You'll understand your situation more and what to do. We have no cost, no obligation to see us for up to two times. We've helped thousands of San Diegans. Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. Or you can go to EpsteinandWhite.com. And when you're on EpsteinandWhite.com, remember to click on the Education tab. Uh, there are some great guides. In fact, I'll draw your attention to one on there that's retirement and inflation. What to know and how to prepare you can download that at epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. Along with Brad White, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. And, and Brad, so let's look at, you know, you as you talked about, we've covered things, but sometimes it's good to just review because we're kind of at that midpoint. We're just past the midpoint of the year. We're heading to the back quarter of the year pretty soon. And so sometimes it's good to look back and Okay, these are lessons that we talked about already on the show. And hey, guess what? Some of these things have come to fruition. Look, one of the main lessons we tried to say all year long was that the market is a leading indicator for the economy, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how people over the last few months were like, wow, the market's already down 20%. The worst first half to a year we've ever had in the markets. And we're about to hit a recession. And we tried to explain to people, no, it's not how it works. <laughs> And now that we're past some of the stuff, I get to prove it to you. I try to try Proof's to do it ahead of time. Now we're gonna now we're gonna prove it. <laughs> Let's look at the initial numbers that I talked about a little bit earlier in the segment for uh, the GDP. Right, okay. yeah. the initial numbers for the second quarter GDP came out July 28. Mm -hmm. As far as another negative quarter, an official recession. So we had an official recession reading after July 28. What has the market done after that? It's gone up. Right. We had in July 14th an inflation reading of 9.1%. that was even higher than we predicted. Not only did it not plateau and go down before that, it went up. What has the market done since July 14th? It's gone up. Can you explain this? I can, because the market is a leading indicator. The market went down in 20% the first half of the year because it knew stuff was going to be bad. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now... It's sitting there, look, it's not looking at what's happening right now, right now, right now. It's looking at what might happen in 2023. And the most recent inflation number came down from 9.1 to 8.5. And that, it's not even looking at that. What it's looking at is, okay, we've seen some plateau. And even if these next numbers come out horrible, we already built in some horrible, mm -hmm. right? Like now it's looking at 2023 saying, wow, the Fed might actually lower interest rates back a little bit in 2023, right? right? Because we will accomplish some of this inflation neutralization a year from now. Oh, hey, corporate earnings aren't getting destroyed in the face of this as much as we might have thought there was a chance to be. Okay, 
you know, oil hasn't gone to 200 a barrel yet. It's actually come down, right, from some of the horrific parts it started with. <laughs> yes. So it, it's gone up. In fact, the irony is that the July inflation reading of 9.1%, you know what the S&P made in July? 9.1%. Yeah, oh, and so you, I mean, it's... Again, it's that's just purely a coincidence. There's, that's not a formula, folks. I mean, but the market had an awesome July. 9.1% is what the S&P made. Now, if you look at the last, you know, since, gosh, I'm looking at a chart here, since 1962, there's been like 11, 12 other times uh, the market had a month where it made 9% or more. Mm -hmm. And the average of what it made the next year is another 15%. Now, there's been a couple times where it didn't, it went down, like in March of 2000, it had a great month, and then we had a dot-com bubble after that. So there's been a couple times where that didn't indicate a great year following, but the other like nine of those 11 times, it did. So the point being is that, what I'm trying to get on this particular part here, Bruce, is that I think a lot of people might feel stuck. Sure. A lot of people might feel like they were sitting in cash, they were worried, they weren't invested, waiting for quote unquote things to get better. And now after July was such a good month, they might be thinking, well, now what do I do? And you can get into some real purgatory there as investors where you're on the sidelines, things go up. And now when do you ever get back in? How do you earn money? How do you beat inflation? How do you ever get back in if you feel like you quote unquote missed the initial window? Did you or did you not? Well, let us help you with that. We'll put together a retirement plan. We'll put together an income plan. We'll put together a roadmap, not just based off the world around us, but how it relates to you. Let's calm those fears, right? Let's give you some hope. Let's give you that exhale <laughs> feeling. Right? Let's make you feel better about this with some real actionable items to help minimize your taxes. We can control these things to maximize how you take social security, to maximize what you do with real estate or goals for your kids, right? And estate planning and the investment plan itself and how to actually invest properly in this environment. Okay, so there's no cost, no obligation. Whatever your questions are, we're here to help. We've helped thousands of San Diegans. Certainly happy to help you next. Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock with Brad White, and we'll continue with more right after this. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, we have good news. Hi, this is Brad White from Epstein & White, and we have an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a Delaware Statutory Trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Epstein & White, you'll be working with a team of professionals who can help you strategically sell your highly appreciated property while still enjoying the benefits of investing in real estate and potentially deferring the gains on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more by calling 858-564-8036 or visit us online at epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein & White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. DSD investments carry risk, are only available to accredited investors and considered illiquid investments. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, annuities, some people may hear that word and say, oh, hey, fantastic. Others may hear that word and say, I, you know, a lot of people just don't understand annuities, Brad. But annuity sales have hit an all-time high. So is there a reason behind that? What's the strategy that allows it to be in such a growth mode right now? And 
what is it we can do to use annuities as we're retirement income planning? Yeah, there's a few parts to that, to your your question there, sure. right? And so the, the first part of your question is, why are they having such a good year? Why are sales at all-time highs? Yeah. Because consumers do things at the exact wrong times with their emotions. <laughs> Hold it. Right? We act irrationally at times? Just you're picking saying? on people right now. <laughs> that's all right. Like that's, it's all good. Okay, so what do I mean that? So annuities, by their nature, the, the main goal, there's a lot of types of annuities. They do a lot of different things, and that's what creates a lot of the confusion, by the way, and the polarization of, of how people have heard or feel about them. But the genesis, the idea of annuities is to guarantee something to provide some either guaranteed growth for people or guaranteed lifetime income for people. And so in particular, right, retirees or people, you know, in later stages, right, of their investing life. Security, right? So what happens after the markets go down traditionally? People want out. Yes. They sell at the worst times. So it's the market having the worst year it's ever had on record, the first worst first half of a year that it's ever had. I don't even need, I didn't need to see the studies. I could have told you that annuity <laughs> sales were going to go up. When would be the ideal time for people to buy an annuity is after the market's been great and you're like locking in your gains and then putting it in something that's secure. Yeah, typically a bad time to do it is after your accounts are way down and then you sell low and then put it in something. You know, that's typically the worst time. Well, it's so a double whammy that, if you do that. You know, it doesn't make it a bad idea. It really like, look, if you're in a situation where an annuity just made sense for your life, like that, and I'll talk about why it could or why it couldn't here in a sure. second. But if you're in a situation where it did make sense and it's a lifetime solution for you, I can certainly make an argument that regardless of what happened, good or bad, in any six-month stretch, if you're you know 60 or 65 and you're buying something that's good for you for the next 20 or 30 years, like that, that's okay anyways. Now, obviously, we've already seen that had you waited a couple months, you, know, you could have gotten some rebound and then bought the same lifetime thing. Right. right. So that's kind of what I meant by that. And that's the problem. The problem is you know it's going to be a record year for annuities just because the other market stuff is down. And that's not you shouldn't make lifetime decisions based off, oh, shoot, I feel worried now, like this particular moment. Like well, if you didn't feel like an annuity was right for you going into 2022, the market being down for a half a year shouldn't have changed that. That's that's. Do you see that delineation there? Oh, right? yes. Well, and then that <clears throat> whole negative sequence of returns comes into play if you do everything wrong. Yeah. Well, and look, I, uh, let me let me describe annuities, right? So it's not just this conceptual yes, thing. Yes, yes. Like I said, there's lots of different types. So not only are there different types, like literally categories of annuities that do different things. There's now a hundred companies that offer them and a lot of variations within products. So it's really, really confusing and complicated by its nature. An annuity is a contract between you and insurance company to mm -hmm. guarantee something. Mm -hmm. One type of annuity is just like a CD. And this is where this is kind of funny. Like I, I can think of a, a, one of my advisors said that somebody from the radio a, a little while back came in super conservative investor. She could not want anything less to do with things like the market had been a good saver, didn't need to take risks, like just wanted her money and safe stuff. And so she had like all sorts of CDs and cash, right? And said that she hated annuities. Like she had just read articles and hated annuities and knew they were bad. And like, okay, well, one type of annuity that exists out there is called a fixed annuity. It's just a very plain vanilla. It's essentially exactly like a CD. Exactly. CDs come from banks, fixed annuities come from insurance companies. And that's mostly the difference. So like in today's world right now, you can buy a three-year fixed annuity and get like 4% or more guaranteed mm -hmm. or a five-year fixed annuity and get like 4.5% guaranteed interest. When I look across the landscape of CDs, I'm not seeing them quite that high for whatever reason, right? A lot of three-year CDs I'm seeing are in the two, two and a half percent range. So this woman's got a lot of 2% CDs and we're sitting there saying, well, hey, would you like to make four, four and a half percent instead? Like double your money for the exactly. same exact thing. And it's like, yes. And we're like, well, it's a fixed annuity. And she's like, well, no, because I hate annuities. <laughs> 
Like that's that makes no sense, right? It's got the and I'm not trying to pick on her. By the way, she's one of no, a lot sure. of people. Yes. You know, she's one of a lot of people we've run across this in the past, where the the name of something because of articles or just other stuff people have read can d- deter them from like actually doing a good thing or neighbors or and thing. friends who had a bad experience. Yeah, yeah. The uncle, you know, mechanic is the yes. financial advisor, right? Um, <laughs> it, so that's where education is important, right? Where it's like if you're just looking for safe, guaranteed interest, you shouldn't care whether it says fixed annuity or CD if they accomplish the same goal if one's better than the other. And by the way, I'm not promoting one or the other. I don't if a CD was better than annuity, you should buy that, right? I don't carry the way, but that's just a, an example of an annuity. Now, a, a lot of other annuities that people think of more so when they think of annuities are lifetime income annuities. It's kind of like buying your own pension. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you said, hey, I'm 65 years old, you know, I'm going to put $200,000 into this XYZ annuity. It's going to give me a thousand a month guaranteed for the rest of my life, no matter how long I live. So I can live 30 more years. Markets can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter. It's, it's like a pension. Well, right? in fact, Brett, I, I worked in the fundraising industry for a decade. Fundraisers have gotten into the charitable gift annuity because, again, they're yep. trying to look at, at those kind of things. But also for those who are, you know, uh, later in life, it's it's a way to it's a win win for the charity and the 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 giver. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, we, we've. You know, th- those don't go through us, right? Because we're not a right. charity, but we've right. advised many of our clients, you know, to do that. We do charitable remainder trusts, which mm-hmm. is where you could take highly appreciated real estate. So if you've got rental properties and you don't want to deal with them anymore and you don't want to pay taxes, like, believe me, you should you should reach out to us and we'll explain what, what a charitable remainder trust is. On the annuity side, right? Charitable remainder annuity, same thing. You can benefit a charity while getting tax efficient lifetime income potentially. Right. And, right. you know, so there's just lots of different types. Now, here's the thing, right? Like if I've got a review with someone who doesn't have kids or doesn't have legacy goals for the kids and they don't like the market and they just want to be comfortable in retirement and they've got, you know, you don't put, you never put all your money in annuity. Like if somebody had a million dollars, you know, maybe they put in two or 300 grand into annuity because it pays them a couple grand a month. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why is that bad, right? If that's going to pay you 6%, you know, for the rest of your life, an income that you cannot live, that you never have to worry about, that could be fine. But if I read an article that said annuities are bad, I don't want it anymore. You know, so it's now conversely, why are there so many bad articles about annuity? Because there's a lot of bad ones. Right. But there's even more bad people selling them. And I've always been really blunt about that because a lot of times people will take advantage of your emotions and your fears. Hey, I'm worried about the markets. It's been a bad year. Oh, let me sell you this annuity. Make a big commission. And then a lot of people regret it a year later because an annuity is the kind of thing you can't unwind easily. You have early penalties and that's the rub, Right. So if you if you build a well-rounded investment plan, if I have a conversation with 10 of you, you know, maybe not more than one or two of you are right for an annuity. I don't know, depending on the 10 that I talk to, right? Maybe none of you are. Maybe five are, right? It's like it's an annuity is just like anything else. Real estate's not right or wrong for everybody. Stocks aren't right or wrong for everybody. Annuities aren't right or wrong for everybody. Or a lot of times maybe a blend because what annuities do well, stocks don't and vice versa and real estate vice versa. And that's diversification in a nutshell. How can you get safety to not worry and to not, lose too much in retirement if recessions happen? How do you get growth to beat inflation? How do you keep money liquid and flexible for emergencies? And how do you get predictable income to live off of now that you're not working? Well, maybe it's a combination of a few things, but what you really want is a fiduciary and a well-rounded planner 
who's not biased towards any one thing, who knows how all those things work and then knows how they relate to your situation or they don't to actually tell you, oh, no, 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 like this is why you don't want that. Or, hey, look, this is why you should look into that. That's the idea, right? That's certainly our idea anyways. And so if that sounds meaningful to you, right, if that's the kind of help you need on top of saving money in taxes or social security, other things we can do, reach out to us. We've helped a lot of San Diegans. There's no cost, no obligation. Let's see if we can help you. Our number is 888-564-7878, 888-564-7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. In fact, when you're on epsteinandwhite.com, remember to go to the education tab. I'll draw your attention to the guide that's five steps to successful retirement planning. You can download that guide now at epsteinandwhite.com. Click on the education tab. Along with Brad White, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. All right, let's get into some crypto talk. You know, you talk about uh, a market that uh, that has been down a lot in 2022, Brad. Uh, crypto, you want to talk about the sell-off of a faction in the uh, market. Uh, crypto right now is crippled. Oh, touche, my friend. <laughs> Um, look, we did a whole show. You might remember this around Super Bowl time. Oh, right? yeah. Where Matt Damon's article. Well, because you know, all the there were, what, right. seven Super Bowl commercials that dealt with cryptocurrency. So I did a whole lesson. Burton Malkiel is the author. It's called A Random Walk Down Wall Street. It's one of the classic books for people to learn how markets and investment works. And he's got this whole chapter that talks about periods of time where crazes happened. Like back in the 50s and 60s, companies would just change their names to like something Tron. <laughs> And their stocks would go way up. Back in the 90s, companies would just change their name to something.com, yeah. right? And people wanted to buy the stocks. They would never investigate what the products were. They would never do anything. And that, you know, created, you know, crash after crash and bubble after bubble. And I said this back in November and December and January that was like, look, that's what's happening with crypto. I'm not saying crypto is even good or bad. It's honestly speculative to the point where no one fully knows what's going to happen over the next several years. So I've tried to keep an open mind about it. But we kind of told people, like, you're just throwing money into something and, and putting confidence in something with you don't really understand it's a, right? it's a, there's no track record you have no history to judge it by well and look the big initial right and as far as i know someone can correct me if i'm wrong the whole concept of creating bitcoin when it was first created was like non-government related stuff right? right right well guess what happens right when you have non-government related stuff like you're gonna have people take advantage of you too Right. And so they're like what we're referring to right now is on August 1st, the SEC charged 11 people in a three hundred million dollar crypto Ponzi scheme called Forsage, you know, claimed to be a decentralized smart market platform, talked about, you know, investing, you know, in blockchain and, and contracts and all the right that. things, Brad. <laughs> and it was just a Ponzi scheme, right, where people lost three hundred million dollars. So you just got to be really careful in the, of, of putting, you know, things as like some sort of, you know, like deity, like it's just some sort of like, we don't have to question this thing. It's crypto or we don't like, you know, if I've got an attitude that I don't necessarily trust what the government's doing, or I'm not a big fan of regulation and certain things like, you know, try to have your beliefs, but not relate it necessarily to where you put your money in. Right. Like, and I know that can be hard to do sometimes, but this has been a pretty good lesson in that. Like, you know how many athletes this last year of stories come out, Bruce, they took their like signing bonuses. Like I'm talking tens of millions of dollars in crypto. Yeah. Then they paid the tax on that, and now crypto's cut in half. They actually owe money, Ooh. right? So you just, again, if you've got some Bitcoin or some of these other things, and I'm not saying you can't make money, or I'm not saying this or that, but it's another lesson. You got to be very careful in the stuff. Just because it says crypto on it doesn't mean it's gospel. Okay, that's that's the point on that. So, what is something that's a good investment, Bruce? <laughs> what should you be investing <laughs> yes. in, right? What should you do for your retirement? 
It's not universal. It relates to your situation. Give us a call at 888-564-7878, 888-564-7878, or you can always go to epsteinandwhite.com and you'll reach out to us that way. No cost, no obligation. We'll build your retirement plan. We'll teach you investment strategies, try to minimize your taxes, and have you walking out feeling better about your retirement. Once again, 888-564-7878. This is Retire Right with Epstein and White. We've got more right after this. Chances are your company-sponsored 401k plan is your single largest investment. But how much do you know about how yours works? And did you know that if you're 59 and a half or older, you can take control of managing your 401k? Call Epstein and White at 858-564-8036 to learn more. At Epstein and White, we create plans and strategies to help people manage their 401k assets. Because when you transition from the accumulation phase to the distribution phase of your savings, it takes a whole different strategy. 401ks offer great tax advantages in your working years, but can trigger big tax bills when you start taking withdrawals by nature. 401k plans are designed for a younger and more risk-tolerant workforce, not someone close to or in retirement. Your 401k plan helped you get to retirement. Now, let Epstein and White help you get through retirement. Call 858-564-8036 to schedule a free 401k review or go online to epsteinandwhite.com. Investment advisory services offered through Epstein and White Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Thanks for joining us for Retire Right with Epstein and White. I'm Bruce Steinbrock, joined by Brad White with Epstein and White Retirement Income Solutions, a proud part of Mercer Advisors right here in San Diego. Well, Brad, as we kick off this segment, I know there's a, a small point that, uh, you know, sometimes can fly off or over the radar uh, for people. I'll let you kind of talk about this uh, spousal IRAs and taking advantage of this. Yeah, this is just a real quick, small point. Something that, frankly, I don't think about enough. A lot of advisors don't think about enough and probably a lot of people. Just it's, it's small enough where, you know, a lot of times I feel like as an advisor, we get so deep into the forest, right? Can't see the trees. Mm-hmm. This is, sometimes there's these quote unquote basic strategies that it's like, you know what? Like, have I been talking about that enough? So just spousal IRAs or Roth IRAs and taking advantage. Now, in order for a person to put money into a retirement account like an IRA, you have to have earned income. Okay, so you have to, um, and you can only put in, um, I think it's 7,000 a year um, at this point. Right. Um, so let's say you could put uh, 6,000 for people under 57,000 above it. Exactly, me. exactly. So if, let's say you've got a, a situation like like my household. Um, my wife, Ashley, is not working at the moment. She's got two kids. That's our decision. So I can put money into an IRA or a Roth IRA as someone with earned income, but she can't under normal circumstances, but the spousal rules allow that to happen. Because you're working, she can. Right. Correct. So if you're a non-working spouse, you you can put money into a retirement account if your spouse is working. So it's just, like I said, kind of a small thing. You know, it's, when I say small, right, that's subjective, right? You know, six, 7,000 a year, you do that every year over time, you're in a much better place in retirement, right? Well, sure. On top of maybe I mean, the group 401k and other things. You're, you're in your mid-30s but- to early 40s. I mean, you still have 25 to 30 years to stuff money away. And do it with uh, the benefit of not having to pay taxes on it later if it's in the right vehicle. Yeah. And look, you know, let, let's say a lot of times someone's saving money in a brokerage account or a trust account, and mm-hmm. that's where they're investing. They've got their portfolios. Well, you're going to have to pay 1099 tax and capital gains and right. things like that the rest of your life on that. Right. So if you're investing like that, you know, and you happen to have a non-working spouse and this goes behind your radar, well, just take 6000 or 7000 of that every year. And instead of investing that in the brokerage account, invest it the same way you were going to. But if it's in a Roth, 
now grows tax-free forever. Mm. Right. So, yeah. like I said, nothing nothing seismic there, but a little strategy not to forget about. But it's it's incremental amounts of knowledge that help build upon themselves to help you with your retirement income plan. All right, let's yeah. let's uh, dive to a, a next subject. You know, there are pensions. In fact, I saw there, there was a pen uh, this. I don't know, it was a pension fund, or I think it was uh, in the United States, pensions have dropped in this year, you know, at least what their their value is, obviously, up, some ups and downs in the stock markets. But let's well, talk Yeah, about- pensions, you know, if interest rates go up, sometimes that can hurt the value sure, of the bonds sure. inside the pensions, and therefore, it can actually hurt what people's what the pension funds do and therefore what the payouts are. Yeah. So I want to talk about pension. My dad worked for the post office for 35 years. He had enough annual leave that it got him to like 36 in 10 months. I mean, he had an insane amount of time off that he had not taken yeah, over yeah. the course of his career. And they got paid for it basically at the end by upping yep. his pension amount. So he had the decision to make and he retired at 55. Do I take the lump sum? Do you know? Do I get paid out over time? And, and some, you know, people come to these types of decisions, and when you don't know, it's not good to just make a decision willy-nilly. You want to get some help and advice from somebody like Brad White. So, you know, I was focusing a little bit right now on schools and hospitals. Sure, yeah. Um, we've yeah, got, yeah. you know, certainly several around here in San Diego, whether it's Scripps and Kaiser and UCSD, right? We, Huge We've employers. got a lot of— Absolutely. Yeah, and we have a lot of doctors and nurses, you know, clients, and so we've, we're pretty familiar and close with this community. So we can tell you firsthand, if you work in any of these places, you know, you've got a lot of different pension options. You just highlighted one of them, which is a lump sum option versus the lifetime income options. I will tell you, for some of these places, we recommend the lump sums more. and other places, we recommend the income options more. So things like Social Security is a universal. Things like pensions are specific right, to the company or, the, you know, where you work at. So, you know, if you're working 20 or 30 or 40 years to earn a pension, man, like, please don't flippantly just choose it. Like, you, you've, like let us help you. With that process, yes. um, not only do we want to look in a vacuum, it's like, oh, is your company offering a better deal on the lump sum or income options? But also your own situation dictates that. Like we'll have two people, Bruce, who've worked at the same place forever and they have the same pension options. But for one family, the lump sum makes more sense and the other income makes more mm-hmm. sense just based off their goals and the other parts of their situation. You've got your own income options. If you're married, you've got joint options. Some of these places have what's called SSNRA options, Bruce, which is like, hey, if you retire before 62, you can either choose a pension that's flat forever, or you can get front-loaded more until you reach Social Security age, and then it's less for the rest of your life after that. Okay. What should you do there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Schools and hospitals also have unique plans. They don't just have a 401k. They have a 401k and a 401a and a 403b a lot of times. Right. So and the 403b would be for the nonprofit side of it. Right. Now, which one should you save in? We found in some of these schools or hospitals, Bruce, that the employer matches in one of those, but not the other one of those. Uh. And we met people who were saving in the wrong area and basically losing a match because they didn't, never were told to save in the other bucket, you know, so to speak. Right. And, and it, the list kind of goes on. So it's a little bit more complicated and there's more options, which could be a good thing, by the way, as far as choosing the right one, but leaves room for error of not choosing the right one. So in particular, this is kind of a, you know, look, if any of you out there, whether it's Sempra or, you know, General Dynamics or any of these places around San Diego that we've seen all these pension options, obviously we're extending you the invitation. We're happy to help you. We're doing a little bit of a particular shout out to all you um, doctors, nurses, administrative people that work in schools and hospitals. In particular, you've got a little extra complications. We're happy to help you. We've helped a lot of people um, in your environments before. So I'll give you our number, um, 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. 
7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com and you'll reach out to us that way. That's epsteinandwhite.com. I think as Brad pointed out, I mean, there, uh, again, they've helped uh, thousands of San Diegans, many of them from the schools and the hospitals. So really a, a good working client base of, of folks that they've already helped. Uh, by the way, when you're on epsteinandwhite.com, remember to click on the education tab. There are a myriad of great guides for you to download. All you have to do is go to epsteinandwhite.com and click on the education tab. All right, so uh, you and I were uh, sharing a Barron's article uh, recently, and it's on kind of some 401k that went awry in in one situation. And 401ks are one of those things, Brad. I mean, if you work at a long time in one place, you've been putting your money in, more than likely a 401k and getting the match and those kind of things. And you never hate love to hear stories when you hear of something going awry with something like that. Yeah, this Barron's article was interviewing Ted Benna, who is, is, is credited as being the, the father of the 401k, mm-hmm, right? Of, mm-hmm. of, and so the article is interesting because one of the first things he says is he didn't invent anything. <laughs> that all he did was be really the first one to recognize a couple clauses in this 1978 new Revenue Act passage and kind of put them together. Right. Like they were there for anybody to see. It just He was kind of the first one to notice. So right off the bat, that's a little interesting. And again, it was the 1978 Revenue Act passage, um, which he had nothing to do with, as he quotes, right? It was, <laughs> and he said the clauses in particular were adopted in 1980. And so he said in there, and for it was basically the, the, the clauses were that it was fine for employees to put pre-tax money away in cash-deferred plans, and it was fine for employers to encourage it by offering some sort of matching. And he said just no one noticed or cared except him. Um, so I just got a little bit of a chuckle out of that, and I think that's just a good story. Well, but uh, 1980 then is when employees started to plan for their retirement and not the companies. That's when the pension started. That's when the fading of the pension started. Well, and, and he goes on to say that when he first started to do this, no one wanted to do it. Right. Like companies were like, why the heck would we do this? Like, first of all, they thought it might be illegal because they just wondered why nobody else was doing it. Um, and then the next hurdle, I guess, was companies just not wanting to deal with it or adopt it. Right. Especially big ones that were already providing a pension. He goes on to quote that, I guess, Bethlehem Steel was one of those that rejected him and pointed out like, hey, well, we, you know, we help our employees with pensions. And then they went bankrupt in 2001. Yeah. and. That had to go through the PBGC, and a lot of those pensions got cut. So he points out a little bit of the irony there. He he widely says that he likes the pension system, so he wasn't saying like, oh, see, Bethlehem could go under. This is why nobody should have a pension. So he wasn't saying it in that regard. Right, but right. He was just kind of pointing out the irony of some of those companies that didn't want to adopt this you know, early on. Um, but he's been really majorly critical of what's happened to the 401k ever since, and that's why I quote this story from time to time. He thinks it's perfectly good to to have this, it's just the human nature part, like most things that that took this thing awry. So we talked about at the very beginning how there was only a couple simple investment choices, something right. called a GIC, a guaranteed insurance contract, and an equity play. So think of it as like having like one, you know, 3% guaranteed interest option or like an S&P 500 index, you know, and like you choose. And you could choose 100% in one or the other, or like 50-50, like that was it. He said he knew it went awry when more and more investments started opening up. And he remembers being in wholesaler investment, wholesaler meetings that would basically be sitting there and having entire meetings of how they could tack on extra fees and and then, you know, put on more fees for the account and give more options. And he's like, that's when I knew this whole, you know, like a lot of things in life, right? Like somebody realizes they can start to take advantage Game of it. Game the system. <laughs> yeah. Like if you just want to know Brad's takeaway on the whole thing, uh, you know, pensions can, and used to have some flaws. Um, 
you know, some things I didn't even know about. Apparently companies could make it really hard. Like you could only get your pension if you were there for like 30 years, you know, and just some other things. Sure. And I think it's great to offer people control. So as an example, right, I'm the kind of person that would like to think that I, I would be disciplined to save more than the average person in my life. So if I worked at a place where I had no option to do any of this and it was just a pension, I'd be a little bummed that I couldn't control my own destiny and save more for myself. So I totally get that. Or maybe I'm a better investor in discipline and I could earn a little bit more, right, you know, than not. I, like, I get those kind of things. Sure. But the problem is most people don't have any clue what they're doing, like none. And it, it, we've made, we've taken a good concept, which was supposed to be supplementing pensions. And we've just said, well, look, now we're going to throw a million options your way, give you no education whatsoever and force you to figure out when you're in your 30s. It's your problem. Think 30, yeah. When you're 30, you should think about what's going to happen 35 years from now, because we know that happens typically. Right. And so it's really just kind of an interesting refresher to kind of go back and hear straight from the horse's mouth, you know, literally in this case, you know, some good or some bad of it. And a lot of it is so good, but the reality is it falls on you. Now, who I'm speaking to, you know, my demographic is people where you're already in your 50s or 60s or beyond. So now the reality is since you might not have that pension dominating where your retirement income from, you know, what, where are you getting your retirement income from? What is your plan to invest, to generate income, to minimize taxes and survive recessions and inflations and markets? Let us help you out with that. That's the, that's why our, our name for all those years was retirement income solutions, right? In the name is since you don't have the pensions, how do we build you a plan that creates your income forever? And what does that look like for you? How do you get the benefit of both worlds, the control aspect, yet the security aspect? And let's see if we can help you with that. Our number is 888-564-7878. That's 888-564-7878. You can always go to epsteinandwhite.com. That's epsteinandwhite.com. Epstein & White is a trade name. All services provided by Epstein & White investment professionals are provided in their individual capacities as investment advisor representatives of Mercer Global Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor principally located in Denver, Colorado, with various branch offices throughout the United States doing business under different trade names, including Epstein & White. All expressions of opinions reflect the judgment of the speakers as of the date of recording and are subject to change. Some of the research and ratings and articles discussed come from third parties that are not affiliated with Mercer Advisors or Epstein & White. The information discussed is believed to be accurate but is not guaranteed or warranted by Mercer Advisors. The information provided in this show does not purport to be a complete description of the securities, markets, or developments discussed. Forecasts, projections, and other forward-looking statements are not a reliable indicator of future performance. Actual events, results, or performance may differ materially from those reflected or contemplated. This show is being provided for educational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation or solicitation to buy, sell, or hold any particular security or to engage in any particular investment strategy. No portion of this discussion should be construed as tax or legal advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. An annuity's guarantee is subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. This radio show is a paid placement. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.